episode of Collective Constellations. So happy that you're joining me today for an episode and the very special star sister that we have joining with us today, who I'll be exploring a constellation with, is Trista Denman. And she is a mystic advisor and astrologer. And her and I have been in each other's orbits for over a year now, delving into the realms of human design and astrology and consciousness and how we are evolving as a planet right now and the deeper weaving. So I'm super excited to have you, Trista, if you want to say hello. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always a pleasure to have conversations with you, Kelly. I always love where they go. And yeah, we always touch on topics that you know, are super, um, super important in these times. So, and I loved having you on my podcast. And so this is a wonderful, you know, cycle coming back around. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I really feel that as well. I feel like, um, and maybe some of you who are listening, you know, you can relate. There are certain people you talk with and the flow is just instantly there. And, um, I really honor and appreciate that so much. And a place that this was sparked for Trista and I, where we, you and I, Trista, we were quite uh, lit up in our co-creative conversations was a few months back, we connected around the potency, um, but also the stigmas around plant medicines, around the plant kingdom in general, around what that looks like in form of tinctures and alcohol and different types of plant medicines and how those can be super powerful tools for deepening, but also how they can be and have been warped um, and construed to be quite harmful or detrimental, or they have this like aura around them that's like, well, that's bad. And mm-hmm. this sparked so much for Trista and I. And the way I feel about it, Trista, is I I see them as like helpers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> teachers, yeah. Teachers, yeah. And I see the same with planets. Like you and I both are deep in astrology. Trista's, she's got years and years on astrology. Um But even the planets, like, they have these lessons to bring us. And, yes, some are more challenging and maybe some are more fruitful and some feel easy and some feel like they stretch us. And I feel it's really similar with these plants, that they have these teachings, as you say, for us. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious to, I guess, open the space and ask, to whatever extent you're comfortable sharing, what plants would you say are, are teaching you currently in your life now, whether it's herbs or tinctures or medicines what is your mm-hmm. yeah good question um like daily I'm actually taking a tincture from anima mundi uh herbals I don't know if you've heard of them but um, I'm taking a cerebrum it has brahmi go-to cola ginkgo and uh, some other and lion's mane so definitely working with lion's mane and mycelium network just to I feel this real need to support my mind at this time especially Uh, and I am a very mental person but um, they're really helping to keep me uh, just my moods stable my thoughts clear my and in that I feel my trajectory and my work Mm -hmm. clear you know because so many things are uh, melty right now (laughs) and confusing for a lot of people but uh, that's a, that's what I've been doing consistently every morning. They also have one that's really great. It's, uh, I think it's just called happiness, which has like St. John's wort and, uh, things that really help <clears throat> plants that really help to 
stabilize the mood and, um, yeah, just your mental well-being, mm-hmm. which and emotional well-being, which is you know so so necessary right now to support ourselves that way. And also, as far as daily, I mean, I'm a daily cannabis user almost <laughs> at this point. I, not always, um, and you know that's taken different forms over my life. When I was in my twenties, I was using it. I'm 38 now. I was using it as an escape. I came from, you know, trauma in my childhood that had just been protracted and I had, there was a lot of things I was still dealing with. So I did use it as an escape. So I can see where, you know, with certain examples, it can be demonized um, because of, it's, it's a tool, right? It's all in the way that you use it. And that comes with, you know, I feel maturity and more self-awareness the way I use it now, and maybe it's because I'm Pisces son too, it's just, it's very comfortable for me to shift into this very open, accepting place where I can receive messages and receive, you know, channelings that when I'm fully conscious, I may not be able to access. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I honor the plant. I am doing it very consciously. Mm-hmm. I do take breaks. I mean, and I'm not, you know, daily all the time. Sometimes it's like once or twice a week or whatever, but usually I like to be in nature as well. I go on nature walks and that helps to, I feel it helps to open me up and synergize with nature and all of the teachings that it has, because it's not just the plant medicine, it's all of nature and the network and the systems that it's, it demonstrates to us that helps to inform, you know, my future visioning and my future mapping and helps me to just understand reality in that way. Um, So to me, I use it more as like a mystic tool and a channeling tool Mm-hmm. and honestly it's medicinal I mean I've had like physical things lately CBD is magic I mean mm-hmm. we don't even know how it works that's what's so fun about it uh, we it's still like a mystery how the, the endocannabinoid system you know operates um, which we have inherently and then you know cannabinoids help to like activate those and it is a mystery much like the mycelium network like we do know how it works but not totally (laughs) but there's definitely this synergy between us and the plants and I feel like that is the you know the the gift that planet earth gives us you know and and we are in this symbiotic symbiotic relationship with it Do do you feel the same way do you feel that absolutely um, I love hearing your story and I loved how you naturally, like there was a question I was going to ask you, but you naturally alluded to it when you said using it in like a conscious way, approaching it like it's a, a ritual and a ceremony. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what are some examples of that? Like, how do you do that? And being in nature, huge one. And I think mm-hmm. that this whole um, element too, it's like, it can seem like such a grandiose thing, like, oh, ceremony and ritual. And people think that you need, like, all these candles and this these no. chanting and these mantra and your oracle deck. It's like, yeah, maybe sometimes. But being yeah. in nature is a ritual. Walking yeah. with your feet upon the earth, feeling the leaves in your, like, seeing the leaves fall in the air, feeling the wind in your hair. Like, these are, this is ceremony. This is ritual. And I don't know. I just, I, I love this, the 
the powerful effect these plants can have on us, but also it's often the subtlety. And Mm -hmm. what I find personally with different medicines I've journeyed with is I tend to respond to um, subtlety, which is really interesting. And I'd love if you have to share if you have experience about this, but um, I haven't journeyed too much with cannabis. It never felt like it was so much of like a match for my soul. I don't know. I just never felt the pull. But there have been mm-hmm. other medicines, um, psilocybin, yep. um, cacao, and I just feel yeah. like such a mirror of those with me. But I find it's often in even just holding it. <laughs> even as I talk about it, like I can feel it in my heart. And I'm, I'm curious. And I think that's too so much of what you said about the mystery of these plants. And that's the beauty of it is that we don't know how they work. And in a mm-hmm. society, in a culture where there has been so much, um, you know, prioritizing of the intellect, like, well, let's understand all of this and the science of this, the beauty of like you said, it's a mystic teaching. You don't really know what it's doing, and you don't know how it's happening. <laughs> and you don't need to. That's the whole point of it. We don't need to quantify everything, and I think that we're learning that in so many ways just as a society, as more opens up to us. I think we are learning, you know, we're, we're going way past Newtonian physics. Like, mm-hmm. you can't quantify and categorize everything. Um, yeah, no, I love what you said. And another thing, just a uh, just like with psilocybin, uh, with uh, magic mushrooms, um, another conscious practice I have with it is just to set an intention before, you mm-hmm. know. And usually, mine's really simple. It's like, help me see what I need to see, mm-hmm. or very simple. So that's another another tip as well. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Um, with, well, and I want to add to that too, because it's just riding off of that. For those of you listening ritual, I think being in nature, being somewhere that feels sacred, whatever that means for you, having an intention and something that came through for me immediately when you said that was silence. I think mm-hmm. when we bring an air of silence into the practice with these medicines, that opens up so many doors rather than, you know, having something and being right on our phone or watching TV or talking to a lot of people, like at least some moments or a consecrated time of silence can really allow the the mystery to reveal. Um, Mm. But I guess I was curious to ask you about, there was a few things coming up that I want to talk about first, and it might even just be a little thing if you have anything to comment on it, but what about the ranges of subtlety? Right, Because some people, and I, I have very close friends, they actually really thrive when they take much stronger doses. And that really supports them to open. And then maybe people could relate with something more of like what I shared, like even just taking a little sip or holding it can sometimes be more powerful than having a big dose. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts or reflections on that. Oh, indeed. Um, My partner and I go over this all the time, like how much is too much and what potency. And honestly, I think especially if it's regular, um, for me it's best to keep it at a lower uh, THC level um, or a lower dose because you don't want to, if you blast off into the next dimension every day, you do start to get, you know, fragmented and a little lost. Um, So that's how I've decided to, to handle it. We even, and we're so lucky. I mean, we're in Washington. It's totally legal. There's so much, there's so much variety. So what we've been doing is 
kind of playing with the because uh, you can see on the on the on the strain like how potent the THC is, how the percentage level. So we've been uh, even mixing some that maybe have a really high CBD because it's just great for stress and everything at the end of the day, but maybe like sprinkle in some that's a little more potent. You know, mm-hmm. that's sort of, we have one we love that's quantum Gandalf that's just like, <laughs> you know, but you don't want to do that every day because it does start, to, just like you don't want to do psychedelics all the time. You have to like integrate and, you know, go easy on your body and, and again, sort of, balance out that center it synergize you know with the plant Mm. did that answer your question yeah absolutely and I can hear that echo through so many aspects of life too like even intensive breathwork practices if you do those every day and you know some people can get quite obsessed it's like doing my thing every day or I'm doing these major fasts every week and every day it's like well what can your nervous system authentically handle Absolutely. I think that like cannabis and psilocybin and these and cacao, like they do allow us a more direct access to our nervous system. Mm -hmm. So it can be an incredibly healing tool as well with that to play with the levels of potency and see how your nervous system responds, perhaps even just through physical things. Like, am I, can I feel my lower body? Like, am I connected to earth or am I getting Mm -hmm. headaches or am I feeling a bit anxious? Um, yeah. Like a doorway into- Every, everything I'm describing is totally personal experimentation. So I think that everyone's physiology and biology is going to respond differently. So it really just, um, again, comes down to self-awareness. Like, I know I feel everything is self-awareness and, and doing, doing the work to understand how to read your body's cues and what is actually beneficial and starting to be detrimental after a while. Because you can it's very easy for us to even psychologically abuse it. You know, like Mm -hmm. I said, it's easy to escape like with alcohol, with anything else. Um, especially right now, you know, it's easy to just, okay, I want to tune off to, you know, turn off because everything just seems like too much. But, um, I think it's all part of the work. It's part of personal development, actualization practices. So I, I think as long as it's handled in that way, it can be, really constructive and um yeah I think it's been I just wanted to touch on like why it's been conflated what I don't like is it it has plant medicine has been conflated in the past decades with you know drugs like actual heart drugs um for a number of different you know political and social reasons but I do feel now especially here on the west coast you know there's and in Colorado there's you know, steps to uh, legalizing psilocybin and, and other plant medicines because we see how beneficial they are, how therapeutic they are. Mm-hmm. If I can share, because with, with mushrooms even, you know, that's more of like a couple or a few times a year maybe because they are definitely journeying. Um, you're doing really intense work. Uh, same with LSD. And it that's that's one that's a lot more like sacred and ritual and you you know make sure uh set and setting you know mm-hmm. and actually what's really funny if i can share a story when all of this started happening um in march that was my birthday march 19th actually and we had already had it planned to uh we went you know out of town had 
a nice spot like Airbnb to do mushrooms and then like you know before that time like everything started happening and like that's like right when lockdown was happening and that was one of the most magical times to do it because you know I I just felt so safe the mother like literally came and just kind of helped me through because I was like you know what exact I wasn't fearful I knew it was like oh this is kind of what we've all been waiting for um but it was really new still but it was such a beautiful experience to kind of be taken through this journey and to really dive in and sink in to an anchor in to you know my personal truth and the collective truth and just to kind of get this sense of safety and solace before going back into society and dealing with it and seeing the hologram and seeing the, um, Mm -hmm. everything that's been transpiring. So I just thought that was really fortuitous and really synchronistic that it timed up that way. And that's what I feel these, you know, plants help us do. They help us to know ourselves Mm -hmm. on a deeper level. And unfortunately they've been, you know, I feel, I mean, some, you know, if you're in more of a conspiratorial bent, you could say, like, they have been demonized so that we won't learn about ourselves, so that we will not open up our consciousness more, but that's neither here nor there, but um, I think that that's changing, yeah. Yeah, and I I love your story, I mean, I I just think it's so beautiful, and and like you said, like, this very real potential that it has been demonized in order to keep us further away from our truths and seeing that, you know, these plants are any plant, whether it's ayahuasca, whether it's cannabis, whether it's San Pedro, whether it's psilocybin and mushrooms, whatever it is, um, we, this is something that I've, um, I always get so passionate about. And I know when I break it down, it sounds so simple, but it's like, we are plants, like we are plant yes. matter. And I think Mm -hmm. it can be so hard to remember that, like you said, in this matrix world where there's so much 3D density. It's like, well, I'm a human and that's nature. It's like, no, but you you came from nature. Like your body will disintegrate into nature, like your blood and your bones. And these plants are just, they have a different type of exterior. You know, they look different, but Mm -hmm. it's your brother, it's your sister. And... Um, the myth of separation (laughs) yeah and we're we're not separate and I think that's what so many you know so many people who perhaps can I don't want to say so many people and make it like a divide but the tendency to use these medicines as poisons I think is when there has been such a separation right so it's like I'm so separate from source from creator from knowing that I'm loved from knowing that I am from the earth and that I am cared for and loved deeply by the world and I I belong to be on this planet. I have a belonging here that that alcohol, you know, you have those three extra drinks of wine because you're longing for that connection to source, to the mother, like you said. The mother, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had um, on my podcast, I had Nandi Hatinye um, on and she is a psychotherapist and does a lot of work with the death mother. And mm. that's actually what she brought up too. They found, um, I don't know if it was actually a study, but that is sort of the longing when we're, you know, and she did have, um, she went through her own, you know, alcohol 
problems and that that's that's something that we are longing for it's like you're longing for the mother because and the the love and the protection I've experienced that myself you know I don't I don't drink anymore but that's totally what I was doing for a long time um Mm. but yeah and like with anything that's why I want to keep emphasizing that it's really up to the person whether it is abused or used properly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really want to emphasize that. I'm not out here saying smoke weed every day, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. no matter what. And I'm, I don't even, you know, smoke every day. But, um, yeah, just really, really checking in con- constantly is is so key. Yeah. Using these. Sometimes I, I realm I'd love to kind of open the door for us to explore because I feel it's such a natural playground for you and I and I think a lot of the listeners on this podcast may also enjoy whether they know about this kind of thing or not but it keeps knocking at my door it's like talk about this you know how people can resonate with different types of um like star families like oh the Lemurians or the Arcturians or the Andromedans or the Syrians um I kind of love taking that perspective on plants so saying like cacao, perhaps there are some key words of what that medicine carries and like the cacao family, the cacao star seed, and then cannabis star seed and the different qualities of that and what kind of people may be drawn to that based on that. And mm, I love that. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I don't know that I've thought about it a lot, but it's really intriguing. Um, I have often wondered what draws people to different substances and um that could very well be i mean that there's plenty of you know channeled or galactic information that suggests that that you know both that basically that you know the plants that that cannabis psilocybin etc were you know seeded here for us so that we could open up and get the messages and you know evolve our consciousness into you know how whatever you want to call it ascension into the fifth dimension or um level up in that way and that's usually where where my mind goes with it i feel like it's you know these these gateways to that because again if you from what i've heard with galactic information they can't like our yeah our galactic family cannot um, directly interfere with our evolution or how we're, you know, um, either evolving or not evolving as it were. And so there's different ways of kind of seeding and getting the information to us, whether that be through direct channeling or, yeah, I feel that is definitely through plants because that, that I've, I've found that that is where a lot of my, like I said, a lot of my direct communication comes through. But I, honestly, I haven't thought about, you know, the different families uh, <laughs> for each one, but that makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have a personal question for you. Mm-hmm. If you were to share, what do you feel are the core for even if it's your personal experience, because I do believe, like you said, it's going to be totally individual to each and every person in their own journey and everything. But with the beautiful spirit of cannabis, what do you feel are some of the core frequencies that it carries? 
that maybe you have noticed over the years, like stay quite consistent, even when you're going through different phases? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a really good question. There is a primal earthiness to it. Mm. Um, and you've even told me with your wonderful human design reading that I'm actually a very primal being. I have a lit up spleen that's Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) and sacral, they're just chugging away. And, um, I think that it helped it there. The essence of it is again, that's why nature is, is such a, a beautiful setting for it because there, there's this deep earthy, wisdom that it because what I do with my work I mean with astrology whatever it may be I'm starting to share more mystic practices now that that I use in my own life but I like to focus on the things that are always true always have been true always will be true because I feel that that you know by focusing on those things you can't go astray like you can hold your center you can navigate life and be your most sovereign self Mm. And that's how I feel. I feel that cannabis itself is, you know, older than, I mean, it's all, I mean, plants have been around forever, obviously all of them, but it just really helps me kind of tap into those essential truths and helps the, I would say the matrix or the Maya fall away. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. The Maya is the illusion, right? Yeah. 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 And just really being able to see through. I mean, I do, we do that anyway, right? Like we, we can see through, but it it really, I mean, to some people though, it, it can fog even more. And yeah, there's, there can be a fogginess, but to me, it's, it brings in the enchantment. There's Mm -hmm. an enchanting, you know, natural sort of primal spirit to it I love that as you say it I actually I can even like smell (laughs) I'm starting to be able to smell like marijuana drifting in through the window yeah and I'm just so happy I mean if I can just say like every time I go to a pot shop now I'm like a kid in a candy store I'm just (laughs) so happy that it is legal that we have all the information about and we were just talking about this, like you don't have to deal with, a, you don't have to deal with a barrage of things like hanging out in some weird guy's apartment or whatever <laughs> and get some strain that you don't even know what it is and where it came from. So mm. I'm just, I'm just really happy that, uh, and there's, you know, that is the essence of it, like I described to me, but there are so many different flavors within that essence that can be custom tailored and so many different experiences that can be had. So I'm, I'm just so happy that, you know, we're finally moving out of this archaic, um, lumping it in with all drugs, um, and recognizing its medicinal properties. Um, since it's a forte of both of ours, it feels really natural. And also weaving this into the collective times that we're in, when you were speaking there, I just kept getting these waves of, um, I don't know, like contemplation around how this is so with the times and with Pluto and Scorpio generation. 
rising. Are mm-hmm. you? Is your Pluto in Scorpio? Or Pluto I'm Libra? late Pluto and Libra, actually. So you're well, helping. But, you're you're leading the way for the Pluto yeah. Scorpio. <laughs> I'm like the big sister of the Pluto and Scorpio generation, and I love it. <laughs> I, and I feel that in you so much. And even that what you just shared was like opening the door for me to have this Pluto Scorpio revelation, which I'm. I'm certain you would have spent a lot of time, you know, in your own contemplation around being so um, masterful with astrology. Thank uh, you. I had an amazing astrology reading from Trista last year, and it was so powerful and beautiful. Um, Thank you. Uh, but with Pluto and Scorpio in this generation, that is, I think it's from 1985 to 1995, 84 days. Uh, I think about 84 to 95-ish, yeah. So anyone born in this generation, if you're listening, or if you're a big sister to this generation, it is this time of collectively Pluto's coming in with this transformational energy to take what has been hidden and cast to the shadows and demonized and reintegrating it to then be carried forth with the Sagittarian energy to instill proper laws and structures. So we are in this super transformative time of taking things out from the dark. And that's so much of what I just heard in the underlayers of what you shared. It's like, yeah, okay, there can be an overuse. And it's going from this place of being in, you know, some stranger's dingy basement into like, what would it look like? You know, these pot shops that are coming up. And what about when people have illnesses? You know, and this is already happening. People are curing their seizures with CBD oil. And it's just... What I think is even beautiful is the, the boomer generation. Like, they're just at this extreme benefit because all of the ailments that they may have or be dealing with, they love, I mean, you know, again, I'm in Washington, but like they're really benefiting from, uh, having these medicines, even if it's like topical, you know, um, mm-hmm. cause we have family, like older family members and they, you know, love it for various reasons. It's not like they're, you know, woo high all the time, but they, yeah. the different ways that CBD and, uh, cannabinoids are really helping them, which I thought was really interesting. Like okay. they kind of hit it, the timing just right where, they have access to like really help them at that golden time in their life, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it's like, I think the illusion, the mystery is what creates the illusion of like, ah, like get high and this, that high. And it's like, but it's just because it's hidden. It's like anything. If you hide it, you want to know what's in it. And then you fantasize about it and you dramatize it and you you make it a big deal. But, and you know, same with sexuality when sexuality is so suppressed, it's this thing that's like so seductive. But when, people are openly in their sexual energy and they're utilizing it for, for good. There's no like stigma around it anymore. And I just feel like it's so beautiful. Like you said, like so many people are benefiting from these beautiful medicines coming, coming back to us. And that's the thing. It's like, and I always kind of laugh and it's like, Oh, the future of medicine. And it's like the plants. I'm like, no, this is what's been ancient. Like this isn't the future at all. This is what's already been. We're actually like, having to collect ourselves here (laughs) well and it it is this beautiful i mean it just came to me it's this beautiful um example of how we are you know connecting back synergizing again Mm -hmm. with nature and rediscovering nature and that we are nature like you said you know i think it's a uh, one of the many many ways that that is happening it's it's so apparent it's like it's hidden right beneath our eyes Mm mm-hmm it is <laughs> yep um hmm. what is flowing in my heart now have you journeyed much with cacao Trista you know 
Not enough. Um, I know that you do. I've, I've inquired with you before about it. That's something that I would like to get back into for, uh, actually for a year or two, I was doing, um, what do you call it? An Ayurvedic, uh, or a, um, a drink that has like a tonic elixir. Um, um, it absorbed, it's like absorbing, Oh, never mind. I don't have the word, but, um, I was doing like powdered organic, like raw cacao and turmeric and, um, you know, ashwagandha and things Mm -hmm. like that, like in a, in a drink, um, every morning. And that was amazing. I should probably start doing that again, (laughs) but tell me more about, you know, what your, the benefits that you found from cacao, you know, but what I know that it gives, you know, life and sort of vivacity and just really kind of turns your on, turns you on in a way, like in all in so many ways. But I'd like to hear about that. Yeah, it is. It can be a bit of an aphrodisiac, but it's it's more of like a an anahata, like a heart aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I really love, you know, when we, not compare, but when we can put the different plants alongside each other and you express with the cannabis this, like, deep, primal, earthy nature, but also this kind of etheric quality. Um, With cacao, it has a deep, earthy nature as well. Cacao is known as um, blood of the earth in the sacred Mayan and Aztec cultures because it was just seen as this thick rich blood and if you've had a sip of you know with that 100% cacao and water it's it's bitter um pure yeah. cacao is so bitter there's not a, t- a taint of sweetness and it's it's quite um it's quite deep and I find that this medicine for me it's evolved over time but it takes on oh this could be something fun to explore but it takes on the intention and the setting in which you are having it so I've had many cacao ceremonies that I've been a part of or I've hosted, and maybe there's been music and dancing, and there's this ecstatic quality. Mm-hmm. But I've also had cacao where it's 100% bitter, and I'm in a solo ceremony or with just a lover or a friend, and it's very deep, and there are tears, and there's grief releasing. So it's I wow. feel like it takes on the element of the environment and the music even, like it picks up on the acoustics of what's going on. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense even from, oh, I forget the, uh, the researcher's name, but you know, the, uh, water sound experiments, <gasps> yes. you know, like create, um, the water experiments, I think they're called, but it kind of, it makes sense that, you know, that, that plant would do that too. It would, it would pick up on the vibrations and the energetics of the space and then root it within you as you mm. ingest it. That's so interesting. Yeah. And it makes me think of too, like in, the, in some of the journeys where I have sat with psilocybin, I notice how um, there can be this sense, you know, that I have had going into it at times and I've heard other people express concerns around it. It's like, well, I'm afraid of what it might show me or even with like ayahuasca, like I'm afraid of what might happen. I, I'm afraid. And it's like, oh no, but you you actually are the co-creator. <laughs> it's not like you yeah. go into an ayahuasca ceremony. And, I mean, sometimes you do get your butt handed to you, but you're co-creating the whole experience. And, yeah. I just and the only way out is through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think if I think if the Pluto and Scorpio generation is gifted at anything, it's that like you you will be 
okay, you will actually be better to go yeah. through that. And I'll just add for the longest time, I went the longest time without doing any psychedelics. Um, I think the first time I did was when I was 30. So, you know, don't, don't feel like if you haven't been doing it that you're behind or anything, like everything's in perfect timing, but yeah. something told me like I, I was, it wasn't proper uh, timing. Like I said, you know, I'd gone through a lot of trauma and I don't think I was ready to heal it yet. I wasn't in the proper mindset yeah. to truly face things and to uh, handle them in a way that was beneficial yet. So timing is everything. Um, listen to your body, but I agree with you. Like you, you, you can't be too afraid of it and never do it because it will show you what you need in order to heal. Yeah. And like you said, kind of linking back to what we were talking about previously, it's, it's a, it's a union of sorts. It's a, it's a partnership and, you know, you trust that they will reach out and communicate when, when they want you, you know, and if something hasn't crossed your path, um, maybe it's, it's for a reason. So true. Mm-hmm. With, especially with, um, either LSD or, uh, psilocybin, like they found me, mm. you know, or it was like super easy to come by. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. This idea of what is a medicine, what is a plant medicine, right? It's like, it's so versatile. Um, you might think like, like someone could think, oh, well, I haven't done any plant medicines. And it's like, oh, but I really love essential oils. <laughs> like, I really love yeah. being in rose gardens. It's like, those are medicines as well. And I think when it's all about our level of subtlety and when we can increase our perception of subtlety, we can increase our perception of all of the medicines that are around us. Um, they don't have to only be these, um, like the big teachers and, yeah, that's why I mentioned, like, I take, you know, the herbal tincture every day because that's also, that's, like, part of it. It's not just about shifting your consciousness directly or whatever. I think it's all supporting us, you know, physically and and mentally and spiritually and, you know, kind of having all your bases covered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And to, like, yeah, support it, support the integration of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I've even been, I mean, I consider, my partner and I are very into, you know, nootropics, basically, like, uh, supporting our cognitive function. So with, you know, with supplements, um, just really getting the, really getting the substances and the plants that just naturally help support us health-wise, you know, just to stay in good uh, equilibrium as we go through all these changes and like you said earlier it's all about your nervous system Um, so I think that especially when you're doing psychedelics or when you're you know using cannabis or um, any of these plants it is a good idea to sort of look into and do the research as far as you know what will help my body and my mind integrate what I've been shown or, you know, just giving yourself, giving your vessel that love as well. Cause you don't want to do so many, um, like you don't want to do a ton of psychedelics, but not have anything afterwards to, you know, really help your body sort of come back to, to earth, so to speak, or, um, you know, ground. So I think that's a, 
an element of it as well that that I practice. Yeah. You know, um, especially I think lion's mane is just so so uh, helpful. Magic. <laughs> yeah, and you were what you shared that really spurred something in my heart around. I kind of have this like guardian that comes up in me. I, I feel myself to be an earth guardian in many ways, and I, I feel you feel that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, what is it to shift from a perspective of take and get to co-create, right? Because even with plant medicines right. and stuff, like it can be like, oh well, I'm gonna go do that ceremony so that I can have that breakthrough, or I'm gonna microdose, yeah. microdose for six months so that I can do this. It's like that's such a taking energy. And I think that in the times moving forward, we're going to be so asked to come more from a place of like open hands. Like, do you want to journey with me as well? Not just about what can I get from you or how can I improve my spirituality, my health, this, but like this divine relationship where it's not take and get. Absolutely. I mean, we're coming from an extraction based society, economy, all of it um, for, you know, for a very long time we're shifting over into a completely new cycle where the divine feminine is coming in to i know you know this but the divine feminine and divine masculine are coming into you know more balance and this does take time but i think that that's sort of what you're speaking to is we've i think we're kind of seeing that overlap where it is coming from this extraction model or this doing only model and then these medicines come in that you know i feel are from the divine feminine, the mother, to to nourish us, and then there's just this overlap space right now where it's like, oh well, I can use those in order to up my productivity, and like, what does the productivity even mean? You yeah. know, <laughs> there's all of these questions that um, that we're asking ourselves, and I feel like, I mean, that's a good question that you bring up. Is something I think about a lot is how do we go from that model into you know more co-creation and. I, I know we're totally doing that. We are moving into the Aquarian age proper. This is the very, very beginning of that, where things are more about the collective, th- paradoxically, through the individual, through the self. And I think that uh, what my hope is is that these these medicines, whether it be microdosing or however it comes into people's lives, it's going to hopefully open them up and help them see even their, the, the intentions that they set in the beginning to contemplate or view those in a different way. Because yeah. if you open up your consciousness, if you open up to the divine feminine, you know, that's going to teach you and it's going to, um, you're going to integrate that in your own way. Yeah. And so I think that'll, you know, maybe take some time, but yeah. it's a very good point that you bring up for sure. Yeah, and you're right, it is timing and it will sort itself out and I think it's just important that in these times, those of us who have the voice and the connection, we keep sharing that and spreading that. I think a simple way for me of of physically doing this, and if there's any of you listening who you are currently, you know, um, getting, you know, the the gift and the, the joy to be receiving these medicines, something that I try to remind myself as frequently as possible is when I'm journeying with the cacao or I'm drinking the, the reishi or these things, it's like, help me grow so that I can help others grow. You know, allow this to be something that fruits through me into my day. Um, let this extend beyond me in some way, shape, or form, whether it's energetic, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physically smiling at someone, and then that allows them to have, you know, a bit of a 
a recept- receptivity of the medicine, but mm-hmm. how can this extend? Yeah, because, you know, uh, what all psychedelics help us do is to see that pattern, the natural underlying pattern that is usually fractal, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is fractal, that is underlying everything. And when we are exposed to that, I think that we naturally can surrender any false conception of control that we have, mm-hmm. whether it be over our lives or other people, what have you. So I think that that's, that's why I'm such a huge proponent of, you know, psychedelics being legalized and used properly is because, I mean, st- and this is not just me, obviously, like studies show it, it's, it's happening, that it is such a therapeutic model because it puts people right in the thick of it and you realize, and you always bring that back, um, I feel, in this very, you realize how you are part of the, the whole, mm-hmm. you know. You're part of everything. You are a co-creator. You are not separate. You are supported. You are loved. You are connected with everything. And, yeah, I I forget the original point. But <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's flowing. I, I love that. It's a good reminder. You're right in trust. And I love hearing the trust in your voice and... I hear the, the Pluto and Libra and the Pluto and Scorpio. And Scorpio's like, but what about the depth of it? And what about the sacredness? And you're like, trust in the balance. It's coming together. What a beautiful thing that it's stretching out. The plant will lead the way and it will teach. Have faith. And I'm like, yes, thank you, big sister. <laughs> <laughs> that is hard one faith, too. That did not, that's not just, that is like serious self-work and maturity to get there just so you know I don't um, doubt it I don't doubt that (laughs) you know but yeah yeah for Mm. sure all in good time for sure can I share with you my uh my vision that I have for what um where I think that what I feel I'm here to do because I think we're all doing this work right now like okay things are happening like what what is my purpose what is my mission Um, so what I want to do, I live in, you know, the Northwest, I'm near the Seattle area, but I want to get land, a good spot of land that has like a main house that my partner and I live in, but then it has smaller structures like tiny houses or what have you, but you know, just in beautiful nature, but where people can come and because I, I think that psilocybin will be legal, I would say within five years, um, that people could come and journey with psilocybin or, or cannabis, you know, or what have you, but just be in this super nourished and enriching environment mm. to, to go through and just feel completely safe and just to hold that space, hold space for consciousness to evolve and just move through people and let everyone have their experience so that they can then, you know, feel nourished and go out into the world and do, you know, what they're, what they're going to do. And of course there's, you know, a ton else I want to just like cook for everybody. Cause remember I'm a one, four. <laughs> yes. So there's that four level of like, I want everybody at the table and 
you know, but having their own space too. So, um, yeah, I'm getting really, it's feeling more and more real. Mm -hmm. And this is something interesting too. I know that it's very real and divinely guided because my, my partner and I, Christopher, we will, because we'll go on like nature walks. Uh, I call it a, a token walk or whatever. <laughs> like we'll, we'll have cannabis and go for a nature walk and together. And whenever we just, this idea, this shared vision just comes up naturally and we'll just kind of float, like pick up where we left off. We don't always talk about things like really, um, like super practical next steps or whatever. It's just, it always comes up when we're in that, like really, and usually in nature, that state where we're just like, yeah, we want to do this and, and that. And, and it, it feels so real. So something I had this again because it happened yesterday. Something I, it just, I got this realization that we're being guided to do this. It, mm. It's like, it's, it's this, um, you know, very, very divine plan. It feels like, yeah. so I would absolutely love to be able to provide that kind of space for, for people during this very kind of be that crossover place during these very transitional times, like be this kind of bridge space mm -hmm. for people to really anchor in and, you know, go forth and do their good work. Mm -hmm. The token, the token bridge. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so beautiful. And I, I, I know what you mean entirely when it's like, it's coming to you. It's like, you're the vessel. It's like, okay, clearly you're wanting to birth through me. And I think that that is convening with the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. and okay, lead the way. Not like, what is my mind going to say? This is how we should do it. And this is what we're going to structure. Da, 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 da. But the feminine says, yep all right, this needs to birth. Are you the right vessel? Yes, you are. Okay, we're going to come to you, especially when you're in a space where you're connected to me and nature, journeying with my, my children. Like, all right, here you go. Here are the plans. And life really can flow that way, which I think is also a huge consciousness shift that's happening on the planet. It's like, whoa, totally. I can be guided. I don't have to figure out my whole life. It's, like, it's not all you. You don't have to do it all. Yeah. yeah. You're and that's absolutely a big thing right. that these plants, I think, universally, no matter what plant it is, take us close home to. is like, you are being guided. It's it's not only you. It is it is you, and it's it's also something far, far more than you mm -hmm. alone. Um, yeah. I feel lightness in my heart with you sharing that, and I am sending my manifestation visions there because I would totally okay. come. <laughs> I can't, I know, I can't wait to have you there. <laughs> we can have workshops on cacao and Mayan astrology. Oh, totally. We'll have <laughs> workshops and retreats and, oh yeah, gatherings. Mm. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Wow. It'll be, a, it'll be a home. Yeah. You know. I feel home that. for however long someone needs it. <clears throat> I feel like more of these homes are going to be popping up globally Absolutely. as well. Because I have quite a few really close friends and collaborators who are having different but similar vision anchor it's like the land yeah. is coming and it's like wow claiming land yeah yeah it's like re um reshifting especially with all of this you know the heavy hitters in capricorn too and mm -hmm. you've got uranus and taurus right now that just in these like really serious uh earth matters people are like shifting and claiming reclaiming land to um to utilize it for you know, this time of higher consciousness and 
ascension or whatever it may Aquarian age, you know, it's just beginning. Like, again, I mean, that's what I feel in my heart. Like we're looking, we're at this bridge time, this cusp between, you know, whatever yardstick you want to use, even just in astrology, it's this very, very beginning of the 200 year or more, no, actually 800 year air cycle, uh, with the Saturn Jupiter conjunctions, you know, they've been in earth for, uh, is it two? Okay. Now I'm losing my numbers, but a really long time where we've been extracting and getting resources from the earth and really focused there. And now we're going into air where it's all about, you know, information and the mind and, and consciousness. And, uh, we're just at that very, very like apex point, Wow. you know, where it begins, this is a huge year for that. I love that it's too, it's like 2020. Like how poetic is that? Getting clear. <laughs> Noted. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that I've heard of other people claiming land and having visions like this. And also psilocybin retreats um, are, are happening all over the world yeah. as well, have been to to usher this in and I think that that is it's it's such a a beautiful way to participate in it you know because it doesn't feel like resisting anything it doesn't feel like battle or war it feels very peaceful and powerful you know and um very sovereign because you can privately purchase land and then utilize it for these collective purposes yeah if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> Beautiful, Trista. I'm feeling a natural constellation orbits cycling to a close. Um, but I would love to have you back on in the future as well. There's oh, there's just infinite things that you and I can explore and talk about. So we'll, totally. We'll see what arises <laughs> next, but I'd love if you yep. want to share, and I know we'd all love to hear where can people find you. Um, also, if you have, like, what's your most current offering? Just let us know a little bit mm-hmm. about you and what you're up to. Yeah, no, things have been transitioning a lot. Um, my website is you know, my name, tristadedman.com. And I did just switch over to a new Instagram account at your dot, your sovereign dot self, I believe. Mm -hmm. And what I have coming up, I was talking about, you know, I like to share things that have always been true and always will be true. What I'm really excited about is I've been trying to bring this in for a couple, like a year or more now, and it's just starting to crystallize and make sense but I'm going to be putting out I guess you could call it a course I like to call it a pathway or a tool called above and below and it's basically going to be uh, different modules so that you can work through and develop and cultivate your personal relationship with each of the five elements Mm -hmm. so basically starting over with a beginner's mind and cultivating your relationship with reality through the ele- through the natural elements in your own way, so I am super excited about that. I'll probably have you know a page up soon to at least gather email addresses if people are interested. So, yeah, yeah. and of course I do astrology readings, embodied sovereignty sessions, is what I call them. And I've recently just tailored uh, one of them to be you know really looking at 
your purpose, your, you know, prof- your trajectory in life, your direction in life, uh, especially as we're going through this really magical time. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Stuff. Well, and I'll also have Trista's links below in the description. Trista, it's been such a beautiful journey with you today. Thank you for constellating with me and it's enriching <laughs> as always. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing your life with us here. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure.